Gabby, and this is another episode of No Filter with Kobo. As always, in the beginning of the year, Kobo brings the upcoming trends and ideas for products and applications for the cosmetic market. Today, we're going to go over eight major trends for 2023. And no one better than Kobo's marketing team to share their knowledge and insights about this topic. So we have two guests joining us today. First, we have Jessica Pena, Senior Marketing Coordinator. You might have listened to her voice on our webinars already. Hi, Jess. Hello, Gabby. Thank you for having me. Very happy to be here. Oh, happy to have you. And also, Erin McGovern, Marketing Coordinator. Hi, Erin. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Gabby. I'm super excited to be here as well. Well, ladies, let's start. And Jess, I want to start with you. As a first question, can you give us an overview of how Kobo selected those eight trends and where the inspiration for this came from? Of course. Well, to start, I want to mention that this was a collaboration between our global applications laboratory around the world and the marketing team. So we had put together an extensive market research and we came up with Kobo's eight predicted trends, which Gabby, I do have to say that it was a bit challenging. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there were many more, uh, more more trends that we had to come up with, but we had to dance, downsize our list to, you know, eight. So that's why we, we have the eight um, predicted trends. But um, where do we get the inspiration from? Well, it was by many factors and one of them, and I can definitely not hide it, it was social media. I mean, Gabby, as you know, many of us nowadays spend a lot of time on our phones exposed to what's out there. I mean, we see pictures and reels from models, our favorite singers, influencers, shows and brands that in a matter of minutes, one look can instantly become a trend. Um, I'm going to focus on one specific trend right now because I know we're going to go over um, many of our other trends in a minute, but a perfect example is our Colophoria trend. I mean, it amazes me how we're bringing back the nostalgic look from the 80s and 90s, even the 2000s, and we're combining them with looks like the grungy and the pop punk. I mean, we're doing a mix with all these uh, trends. And I'm sure our audience must have, have heard of or seen uh, HBO's uh, show, Euphoria. Uh, their looks uh, inspired us, especially the one from Zendaya's. Uh, I don't know, Gabby, if you... Sure, for sure. <laughs> must have heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I love Euphoria. I've been watching it since it came out. And I think the uniqueness of all the makeup looks on the show is one of the main reasons why the show became so popular. Yeah, for sure. And it's all over social media, as you both mentioned. Definitely. And I can't wait to hear about those eight trends. And why don't we start with two that I don't think they're necessarily new. They have been around, you know, for some time. And Honestly, I think they're on the same umbrella, which also may confuse consumers. And the ones I'm talking about here are cleaner than clean and sustainosphere. Erin, I'm going to go with you and ask you to explain what those are and also the differences between them. Sure. Okay. So um, cleaner than clean is more focused on 
all of the ingredients in a formula having a clean origin. Uh, so that just means that they're developed without any proven or suspected toxic materials like parabens, sulfates, and plastics, just to name a few. And then sustainosphere is more focused on the impact that products have on the environment as a whole. So this encompasses things like recycled packaging, waterless formulas, and multi-use formulas. Uh, one of the formulas we have for Sustainosphere is KCL 036. It's our powder to liquid exfoliating hand soap. It's a waterless powder formula and you only need a small amount of it. So it uses less packaging than a traditional hand soap would. And it's also a clean formula as well. So I think that both of these trends go hand in hand with each other for sure. Yes, and to add to Aaron's uh, comments, um, Gabi, during our research, we found two products that I think are worth mentioning them right now. So when it comes to our cleaner than clean uh, trend, we found this uh, face scrub from Nave which is developed by a Dutch company. And they started as a care product line for children only. And now they have expanded their care for everyone. And while we were doing this research, we found that these products, uh, majority of their products were vegan and they had no microplastics, which I think that's the goal right now uh, when we're using products for our skin. And the other product that um, I think it's definitely worth mentioning, and me personally, I found that it was amazing. Um, and I think it's because I love to travel and now I prefer traveling light. It's uh, the toothpaste bits from Bite. So these are, um, these are little bits uh, made with clean ingredients that are better for you and also for the planet. And basically this um, little bits come in a reusable glass jar and basically you don't need to uh, carry that whole big toothpaste tube that we're used to carry <laughs> all the time and definitely takes less space in our luggage. And what better than saving our planet too? So I, I think those two products are definitely um, great for this trend. For sure. Really great examples, Jess. And also, Erin, the formula, I think it's a perfect example. You know, this both of these trends we're also talking about, you know, being uh, waterless, being, you know, more safe for the environment, basically. So really good examples. I want to move to some really different trends. And one, actually, Jess already mentioned in the beginning, which is colorphoria. But I want to relate that with the digital world because I think they're also uh, related trends since they both have you know really bright colors. What do you think about that, Jess? Well, Gavi, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we're starting to see a lot of looks that are inspired in the 80s and 90s. And if you think about it, um, what we did used to see back in those days, I mean, there not that uh, I mean it's not that we're that those trends are not present it's just kind of like we no longer use them but the only time that we were exposed to those 80s and 90s looks were either in pictures from our parents telling us like you know how their uh how their looks were before and I remember my mom uh showing me a picture of her and she was wearing this very bold colored lipstick and I immediately remember saying it like what was that and now uh doing this research and obviously like looking at social media um 
we wear those colors now. And to me, it's just like, you know, funny um, because to, to us, those looks were like, oh, wow, like I'm never going to use it. And now it's like, oh, yeah, we're using it now. So we definitely um, are starting to see like these trends from back in the day. And how do we relate Colorphoria with digital world? Well, both trends shows us vibrant colors. Um, the digital world is all about the neon and the boldness. And I think a perfect formula that I recall choosing uh, for our trends um, was our KLP304C, uh, the head-turning Byzantine lipstick. And Gabby, if you look at this lipstick, you will say, what a powerful color. And yes, indeed, it's a very powerful color, but this lipstick delivers a high pigmented color that matches uh, an array of skin tones. So it's it's amazing. Yeah, for sure. I really love that, you know, deep purple shade. And I agree mm -hmm. when you say it's all about, you know, being bold, having really, you know, intense and saturated shades. So. Uh, I like that connection between those uh, two trends because obviously they come from different backgrounds. You know, digital is being a more uh, the combination between the physical and the digital, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. but they kind of uh, combine when it comes to those really bold and bright colors. So that's very interesting. But at the same time, uh, when I look at all the trends, we're seeing people that obviously we want to, they want to express themselves with color, but at the same time, they're searching for a natural look, especially on their skin. They don't want to have really, you know, high coverage foundations, things like that. Isn't that kind of controversial? Actually, I don't think it's controversial um I would say it's more of a contradicting trend okay, I mean yeah. both both are valid and are still trendy but if you think about it colorphoria is all about color and being bold and free with your eyeshadow palette while skinimalism which is part of the natural look on the skin mm -hmm. um is the opposite but we still I mean, they're both still valid because ever since we unfortunately had to experience the pandemic, you know, consumers are starting taking more care of their skin. I mean, they're, they started to incorporate skin routines and less makeup. But here's where it, the merge comes. If you have a healthy glow skin, we are more prone to show a healthy, glowy look that you might not have to wear a foundation. So for example, if you if you want to just, you know, highlight your eyes, you don't necessarily have to use foundation through your whole face. You can literally just use this bright neon colors that we're talking about in Colorphoria and just focus on the eyes. And you still have this skinless trend going on with the other color um, trend. Mm -hmm. So do you see like the merge that comes into to this uh, trends? Yeah, I, I see your point. I think it's totally possible to have kind of a bare skin, but at the same time use a really bright 
eyeliner, for example. So yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these trends can coexist together. Yes, certainly. And it if just going back a little bit to the uh, fidgetal world and tying into the color for you, um, now companies have developed these um, softwares or let's say... Um, these filters where you can actually use your camera and literally try on your that uh, eyeliner that you never thought that you were going to wear before mm -hmm. with these bright uh, green colors or pink colors. And now this is where technology comes um, in play. You can actually take a picture of yourself, use the, high, uh, the eyeliner, and literally you can see how it will look these bright neon colors on you and that makes it easier for you to also be able to purchase a product right away rather than going to the store and trying to you know shade match all these colors so I think both you know are very important you're right yeah for sure and I think it's also easier for you to try and experience things that you never thought of correct so it's a really good tool basically Mm -hmm. Well, Erin, I want to go back with you uh, talking about the skin because we mentioned like a natural look and glowy skin and we have a trend that says glowy days. Can you explain more about this? Is it what's the glow on that? Is it a glossy look? Is that still trending as well? Definitely. So the glowy look that was trending last year, I think is here to stay in 2023. Um, this applies to both skincare and makeup looks. I think our formula KFL 320, the glowy days face gleam is the perfect formula for both because it's a glossy balm that you can use underneath your makeup as a primer uh, on the high points of your face for extra shine or even just by itself for that glass skin look that kind of goes with skinimalism. Um, and as far as makeup looks go, consumers are really wanting that glow everywhere possible. So not just on the high points of the face, which is where highlighters normally would go. And I'm seeing so many different kinds of glowy products on the market right now, like primers, foundations, blushes, lip glosses, even some glossy eyeshadows are gaining popularity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this stems from Hailey Bieber popularizing the glazed donut look last year. So I think the trend really took off after that, and it's still really popular. I think it's going to remain probably well into next year as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, those really glazed and glossy looks I've seen everywhere on social media. Okay, I now I want to go back to the skincare topic. We already talked about a little bit about it, but we also have a different trend called Sun Cubed. Sun protection obviously is not a trend, is a must, you know, must protect your skin from uh, UV rays, especially. But this specific trend is not just about UV rays, it's more than that. Can you explain? Yes, it is way more than that. So the first part of this trend is that it offers full spectrum protection, which includes HEV blue light protection, as well as IR protection. Uh, secondly, there's multiple types of products that offer this protection, like titanium dioxide and zinc oxide, and there are many different forms. 
Uh, and the last part of Suncubed is the various formulation types that offer protection. So sun protection is not only limited to lotions and tinted moisturizers anymore. Now it's being added to all types of formulas like powders, eyeshadows, lip products, really anything. I've seen SPF in almost every type of makeup product popping up recently. So the possibilities are endless. Um, it is an adequate sun protection on its own, but when you layer it with a base SPF formula like a lotion, it just adds to the protection. And I think the more the merrier. And our formula KLP271, the natural tinted lip and cheek protector balm is perfect for this trend because it's a multifunctional tinted balm that can be used as a blush or a lip balm, pretty much exactly what the name says. Uh, but it has an SPF of 41. So that just provides extra protection to whatever areas you use it on, which I love. Personally, I like to use it on my lips because I don't feel like I protect my lips enough. So I love to use any lip products that have SPF in them as often as I, as I can. Really good example. I'm a huge fan of multifunctional products, especially if they have SPF in it. I think it just makes my life easier, basically. Right. It literally just makes everything so much easier. Yeah, for sure. Last trend. I want to go back to Jess now. And... This one is not just a trend, it's not just a buzzword. I think it became a movement and a mandatory thing if you are a cosmetic brand. We call it fingerprint beauty, which talks about inclusivity, diversity. Can you please explain this name? Sure. Well, as we all know, beauty is intended to be uplifting and can contribute to self-care including sexual wellness every life stage inclusivity and representation well gabby we picked this trend because it speaks about how we are all humans and we are diverse and unique anyone should feel represented regardless of race age religion size gender identity and we have seen this trend boom because consumers now look for more understanding and personalized products that represent their individuality, leaving behind these uh, stereotypical views of uh, beauty. And I think, you know, companies are exploring now non-traditional markets and underserved communities, and they are now providing a personalized and niche experience for the consumers, which I, I think it's amazing. And we see more gender-neutral beauty products, skin shade ranges for people of color, more uh, ingredients transparency, and other things that I think, Gabby, uh, you can let me know if, you know, and um, Brazil, you, you see the same uh, when you walk into a store, you see more of like this uh, transparency of claim, uh, of ingredients uh, when you go buy makeup products or any type of skin product. Yeah, we definitely do. I think, honestly, this is a must for brands. I don't think we are allowed not to be inclusive anymore. We need to make sure that there are products for everyone. Mm -hmm. and that the brands are more uh, transparent. And as a, as a raw material manufacturer, Kobo is also, you know, being more transparent uh, with our customers and, uh, you know, getting all the information that we need from all the raw materials. And I think it's just a fact of the industry uh, nowadays. Yeah, I, totally, I totally agree as well. And now to finish, 
our episode. I have a last question for you both. I think we covered all the trends. Which of those trends do you like the most and want to include in your day-to-day routine? I would have to say my favorite trend is probably glowy days. Uh, I always fall victim to current makeup trends. And I think this trend has (laughs) transformed my current makeup and skincare routines completely. Uh, I used to try so hard to stay matte all day. And now I love embracing the shine, whether I, you know, have a full face of makeup and foundation on, or if I'm just doing skincare and not wearing anything for the day, I like to be glowy all day now. (laughs) I I agree with uh, Aaron, but I do have to be honest. And I will say that all of them were my favorite trends, but you can't say that. I know I have to pick one. (laughs) You need to pick one. (laughs) Well, if I must pick one, I think that sustainosphere definitely it's uh, my favorite one. I, I mean, I think as we as consumers and as an industry, we need to continue developing an interest in how we can help reduce the environmental crisis. And we can start doing that by adopting eco-friendly practices. So I think that we definitely have to be very mindful whether we are in the consumer side or we are in the um, cosmetic industry uh, manufacturing side. So that would be for me, my sustainosphere as a favorite trend. And for you, Gabby? I agree with you. Yeah, okay. I'll be fair and choose one as well. Uh, I would say my favorite nowadays is the natural, uh, you know, look, this kinimalism. Uh, I've say I changed most of my foundations that had you know, really high coverage to tinted products or with low coverage and trying my best to you know, really treat my skin every day and keep it very moisturized. <laughs> Definitely. That's that's a must. Um, moisturization all the time to get the healthy glow look. <laughs> For sure. Uh, well, I think, ladies, we reached the end of the episode. And I want to thank you both so much for being here. It was really, really fun. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Yes. Thank you, Gabby, for having me. And it was a great experience. And let me tell you, you guys doing a great job. And I hope our listeners can dive in into our trends and the many other topics that you guys offer in each of these episodes. Well, thank you both. And thank you for listening to us. If you want to know more about the trends, we have two webinars with more details on them. And you can request uh, the two using the link in the description of the episode. To not miss any new episodes, just follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or the platform of your choice. See you next time. 